It might sound melancholic, but I think my favorite films are the ones that can make me cry. I think films that can help evoke that level of emotion for me, I think they're really powerful. Because the film is so powerful, but also because I feel something within me and it's like, you know, one day I'll be able to work on a film that is as powerful as this and, you know, maybe change someone's life. I think that's really exciting for me. Spotlight is an opportunity for candid conversations with industry professionals, artists, teachers and students about all things performing arts. The Casper team will chat to practitioners about their processes, career highlights, future ambitions and the role of the arts in their lives. Welcome to Spotlight, Season 2, focusing on media arts, Part 2 of a three-part series. Today's guest is Casper alumni Serena Siao, a Bethany College Hurstville, an Australian film, television and radio school graduate. Serena is an exemplary model of positive educational and industry opportunities to advance her craft and passion. She is a multidisciplinary artist, specialising in cinematography, editing and choreographing through narrative and documentary. After graduating from the Australian Film, Television and Radio School last year, Serena's portfolio features diverse and inclusive storytelling from script to cast and crew. Her recent film credits include cinematography on graduate piece Like How I Remember, directing and dancing in ROM's music video All You Need, and cinematography in Afters and Jungle's web series Life Goals. Episode 5 of Spotlight, featuring Serena Siao. Welcome to our pod, Serena. Thanks for having me. So, tell us a little bit about when your passion and interest for film began. It's always an interesting question to answer. I think for me, I started with a photography background. Um, So in high school, I think it was year 8, I started taking photos with my cousins and things like that. And I think that slowly grew partly into my HSC year where I chose to major in art and dance, where I made two films. And I think for me, the progression into filmmaking was an extension of photography as it was a moving image. And I think that also came from my dance background because I have been dancing since I was little. So, yeah. Fantastic. And we've had the privilege of seeing some of that um, wonderful work that you've done. So you've been a part of the Casper family for a few years now, and you just alluded to a a few examples. And we first met you as a young stage five dancer in the Casper Ensemble, uh, where you travelled with us on the US Performing Arts Tour. And then a few years later, as an exemplary HSE dance student, featuring your major dance film, Fractals. And this year again, we've been reunited with you, having you as a guest at our Film Fest launch, also delivering some of the professional learning in this area. So how much has the opportunities presented to you through school had an impact on your career? I know you spoke about where it began and that line. Yeah, I mean, I I do reflect on sort of how my interest in film came about and trying to pinpoint a real I don't know, defining moment is is quite difficult. But I think part of it I have to give to my HSC dance teacher, Mrs. Benny. 
I didn't actually know this, but, you know, one of the options for majoring in dance was to do film. And it had never been done before at my school. And my teacher even said that she didn't have much experience doing it. But because she knew what I could do with images, she let me do it. I I was given that support from Miss Benny. And I think without that, it probably wouldn't be where I am now. Such a pivotal moment, having student choice, but also from a teaching perspective to um, take that risk to be able to support students. So how was that resourced then in terms of film and mentoring and guiding you through unknown territory? Yeah, I have to say I did do a lot of the work myself because it wasn't something that had been done before. And I think it is interesting because I, I really wanted to do media. I really wanted to do film. Um, And then I think when I realised I could do that at Bethany, I stayed. And I think it was probably probably one of the best choices that I'd made. And also the fact that I chose to do dance over maths. (laughs) (laughs) No brainer here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess for for both subjects, for, for dance and art, I did a lot of research, just trying to find examples of previous year's works and um, really just trying to find the nuts and bolts of how to create a dance film that, you know, would one, get marks, but two, be something that I'd be proud of and be something that came from that create, my creative side. Yeah. So that was four years ago? Yeah, yes. And it still stands the test of time. Now, I think one of the things that stand out with that work, and perhaps you can shed some light for our listeners, is that it was very flexible in its approach. And you were given the opportunity to navigate your own creativity within the boundaries of an HSC curriculum. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that process and how you did it? Well, I'm, I'm a big believer in boundaries forcing creativity. So I think it being a HSC piece um, really forced me to think outside of the box within the restraints that I had. So I choreographed, taught the piece to three dancers, directed the video, shot the video, edited the video, and then obviously presented it to the HSC markers and all of that. Now, what was unique about this piece is that a lot of the recording, well, actually all of it, most of it, was shot off-site and outdoor which has its own implications for dance and certainly for film. So how did you overcome some of those challenges? It was interesting. I think I was a bit of a rookie at that stage as well. Part of the film, I had the dancers on these rocks kneeling and part of me realised partway through, I was like, oh, we can't do this for that long. And it's, I think I just learned through that process of choosing specific spaces that would be appropriate for the film but also appropriate for for safety and things like that for for the dancers because if I'm not the one doing the movement but they are I have to think about you know if their knees are going to be okay and if the ground is going to be even and things like that. That's right still following the safe dance guidelines. Yeah definitely. So yeah part of the film was shot on sort of this rocky cliffside space and another part of the film was Um, on Cockatoo Island in one of the warehouses and there was another scene on some sand dunes and then another beach actually and then the through line that sort of linked the scenes together was in a studio and that was shot at at my high school. So yeah lots of different types of locations. And what about the 
the management, the scheduling, how important was that to the process and then the final outcome? So for our filmmakers listening, did the idea come first and then the logistic considerations or did you think of that and form ideas within that boundary? I think the concept came first. It is a little bit hard to think about it four years ago. I think the concept came first and then I worked out the logistics. And I think part of why this project worked so well as a HSC piece um, were the deadlines. So there were trials and then there was the actual HSC. So I was really forced to work to, to, to those deadlines. And I also remember, I think this was quite pivotal to the film, that I presented the work at trials and then the markers said something about, you know, it being good, but that one of the scenes could have been redrafted. So then in between the time from trials and my HSC, I was able to refilm one of the scenes. And I think it's much better because I did that. Gosh, the, the opportunity for refinement of, of your craft. So um, continuing on the same line, how important is student choice in honing a craft or a passion? Like we're thinking in an educational context. Oh, it's incredibly important, especially if you're in a school that gives performing arts or any sort of arts or, or creative subjects. I think it's really important to nurture that from, from that young age. Perhaps that's me saying that because I'm, I come from a less academic background, but, you know, I chose to do dance over maths and I chose to do art as well and I chose to make two films. But I think because of the support from the school and because of the support from my parents, I was able to make those choices. And now I'm working in the film industry. So I think whoever you are, whether it's in drama or music or art, you know, it's, it's important to start, start your journey in high school or, or even primary school if you're allowed to. I love that notion of having a dream, of having a big idea and then having a support system around you to help navigate that territory. So incredible story of a really positive educational experience for you. So you have already successfully merged your two passions of dance and film. Tell us a bit about your post-school journey from afters to future cinematography aspirations. Mm. Yeah, so I went to afters. I was there for three years. I did the BA and specialised in cinematography and screenwriting. And I think throughout my time at Afters and, and now, I've always wanted to bring dance into that world. I think there are a lot of ways to go having dance in film and then a lot of ways to go having dance filmed because I, th- I see them currently as two different things. Can I interrupt you there? Can you define how are they different? I find that there is less representation of dance in film that is, I guess, accurate to what I see in the world. And then in terms of filming dance, I find that a lot of, not to criticise what is out there, but I find that people who are filming dance are not pushing the boundaries as far as it could go. That's just how I feel, though. So what would you like to see with dance on film? I think having dance on film in itself is creative, but I think marrying the two is important to push that creativity so, so that one doesn't overtake the other, but they work sort of in, in harmony. harmony. Totally. Yeah. Have you seen any of um, Crystal Pint's work? Hmm, I don't think so. So the HSC course prescriptions were just announced for 2022. 
And for the major appreciation, the artist is Crystal Pite, who looks at dance on film but explores physical theatre of dance with talk about pushing boundaries. There's one for you Mm. listening at home. Do a little bit of research. It is so inspiring to see film capture the beauty of dance in a way that is unparalleled. And it's similar, I think, to some of the concepts you were just speaking to. So where do you get inspiration? Everywhere, I think. I try and draw inspiration from everywhere. I think it's hard not to be influenced by images that I see around the place. I try and be very particular with the type of content that I'm consuming so that it's either fueling some sort of inspiration and creativity or it's, I guess, downtime. Yeah, I think films that I watch photographers that I follow, dancers that I follow, nature. Yeah. What is your favourite film genre? I think my favourite film genre would have to be drama or family dramas or coming-of-age films. Mm. It might sound melancholic, but I think my favourite films are the ones that can make me cry. I think films that can help evoke that level of emotion for me, I think they're really powerful. Last night I I watched um, an A24 film, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and towards the end of the film I got quite emotional because the film is so powerful but also because I feel something within me and it's like, you know, one day I'll be able to work on a film that is as powerful as this and, you know, maybe change someone's life. I think that's really exciting for me. And I think that's a sign of the beauty of art that it has that sensory capacity to make us feel. So have you ever faced any challenges due to your interest in the arts, specifically dance or film? Yeah. In in my year at Afters, I'm one of two women who want to do camera. I think that's been a constant battle for me. Going into Afters, I thought I wanted to be an editor and then Partway through, I realised I really wanted to do camera. And it is really challenging when, when I'm young, when I'm, like, one of the only females in the class, when I'm one of the only people of colour in the class, trying to make something of myself and trying to find space for myself. But I have to say, this year especially, I've really been surrounding myself with other women, with other POCs, with other people that, you know, see the world the way that I do... And I think I've gotten I've gotten really lucky with some of the cinematographers I've been able to work with and work under. Yeah, despite those challenges being quite prevalent this year, and I guess in at my time at Afters, I feel a sense of responsibility to help make change. And I sometimes I do think I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself, but I think it's really important to yeah be be the change, actually be the change. Otherwise, I think. It's going to be too slow. Art has the power to give us a voice. And I think finding your tribe helps you raise that voice for the greater good. What are some of the recent projects that allow you to raise your voice? Interesting. Yeah. I actually shot a music video a few weeks ago. So I was the cinematographer and I was able to crew myself and I was able to find people that I wanted to work with and uh, I took it upon myself to invite 
some people from the years below me at afters, uh, women, to get more experience on set and get more experience with camera because I think it's important for the younger students or the, the newest students to get more experience on set. So I had a camera crew that was, I think there was only one one male on set. And I think for me that was, yeah, I think it's really important. I guess also my graduate piece from afters, all of the heads of departments were women. Uh, most of us were Asian. And that film was incredibly important for me. It was a Chinese-Australian story about living the life of an immigrant or being a first-generation Australian. And that film has been, you know, going around in a festival circuit at the moment. And I think to be able to graduate from afters with a piece like that, that's that's so close to my heart, um, is definitely something I'll hold for a long time. Being able to share your narrative or your story is incredibly empowering. And the fact that you also sought out opportunities for mentoring, I guess that's from where you've come from. You've been mentored or had opportunities to access that. So to be able to give back is such a generosity from an artist. So it's a wonderful story. What has been your greatest learning or arts experience? In my second year of uni, I think I talk about this a fair bit, but in my second year of uni, I shot a six by six web series with my fellow course mate, JD. It, it was for an assessment, but the, the structure of this assessment didn't go as planned. I think they were supposed to be four cinematographers on board. It ended up only being two. Um, so the two of us decided to shoot the whole thing together. So basically we shot 36 minutes of content over five days, which is a ridiculous amount of content if you can think about that. It was, yeah, it was probably the hardest that we had worked and the most we'd ever collaborated in that amount of time. But I think I learned a lot about being a team player and also being a leader in that in that space. I also think that that was probably the project that helped me realise I want to be a cinematographer. Yeah, so I, I know it was, you know, like two years ago now, but I think that was a huge challenge for me but also one that's paved a way to help you realise what you want to do exactly. and the power of collaboration. Yeah. All right. So lastly, what advice would you give to up-and-coming filmmakers or dancers? If you could give three top tips, what would they be? I think, one, don't be scared to push boundaries. But then also, two, I think, learn to work within boundaries they might sound contradicting, but I, they, they do mean different things. And three, maybe it's, it's, it's don't be scared as well to combine worlds, combine resources that you have from the different pools that you are involved in, whether that is film or dance, or if that's maybe you make music on the side, or maybe you take photos, or maybe you act and things like that. Yeah. In the world that we live in today, there are there's so much stimulus. We're bombarded with so many images and stories. And so to be able to find our own story and to cultivate that and then to share it is such a gift. And you, Serena, are such a, a beautiful gift. And I know from the Casper family, we're so very proud to have witnessed your growth and journey as an emerging artist. So thank you so much for your time today and coming in to share your story for our listeners. 
And we can't wait to watch this space and see your creative genius continue to unfold. Thank you.